Hi everyone, it's Dina McKay, and I'm back with a brand new episode of Black Tech Unplugged, the podcast that allows Blacks in tech to share their authentic stories with you, the listener. On each episode, the guest talks about how they got into tech, their work in the industry, and lessons they've learned during their journey. You can find full show notes for this episode on blacktechunplugged.com. On this episode, I am doing a solo episode. I want to get you all caught up on my career journey, but also while telling my story, I give you some tips and advice. Specifically, I'm going to talk about how to get a new job, what to be doing during the interview process, and what to be looking for. I'm also going to talk about how you can be successful within the first 30 days. Lastly, I'm going to round out the episode talking about my predictions for what's going to be big in tech in 2023. I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you do, if you're listening via Apple Podcasts, make sure to leave a written review so others can find the podcast. And if you're listening on Spotify, make sure to leave five stars. And lastly, if you are on social media, make sure to follow Black Tech Unplugged on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, and tag any of your posts of the podcast. I will repost that content. I appreciate you all for always listening and supporting the podcast. Now, let's get it. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Black Tech Unplugged. Today, I'm doing a solo episode. And so within this episode, I'm going to share more about what my journey has been for the last six months. And within that story, I'm going to give you some tips and advice for various things. So some topics that I'll cover today will be what it's like to get a new job, how to be successful in the first 30 days. Also, I'll touch on setting goals. All right, so let's get started off with career progression and where I am now. So I started off last year, 2022, another year in consulting. I was working on different verticals, acting as a scrum master, and I've made a little switch. So now I've switched industries. Now I'm focused on one particular vertical, and that is consumer packaged goods, also known as CPG. And I'm doing Scrum Master work for one company. I am scrumming for several in-house tech teams. So for me, this is a major change because I went from working with multiple clients on various verticals, and now I have a singular focus. And let me tell you, in-house tech versus consulting tech is a huge difference. So it definitely took me some time to adjust. So one thing, if you're looking to get in the tech industry, if you're going to go the consulting route, make sure you look into the differences between in-house tech versus consulting, because they're definitely two different arenas when it comes to the tech industry. With consulting, you're on various clients. What I mean by that, they can be electrical companies, railroad companies, hotels. There's a lot of options when it comes to consulting. And you have to learn those industries very fast, right from the jump. Whereas in-house tech, you have a singular focus. So you know what you're jumping into, which gives you a line of vision for what you need to learn, which is usually great because we all like to be with a one-track mind. But you also know what your team is going to focus on and work on for the year or maybe the quarter, depending on how the tech team operates. And it's just a little bit easier to learn one single industry. So Definitely know that when you're getting into something, if it's in-house tech or consultant tech, what works best for you? Now, I was in consulting for over five years. And so 
I learned that consulting is not for the weak. I do highly recommend, though, to have a little part of your career being consulting because you learn how to think fast. You learn how to fail fast. You learn how to think on your feet. So I definitely do recommend consulting, but also know that there are sometimes long hours. There's releases on weekends. So do what's best for you. Anyway, let me talk about the process it took for me for looking for a job and everything that happened within the last six months. So this role kind of fell into my lap. I was seeing what my options were because as we know, the recession and the economy, things are very unstable due to the pandemic. And so one of the things that I recommend, especially if you are a person who has been affected by layoffs or you're already laid off and you're listening to this podcast, when you're looking for a job, the first thing you need to do is just take a moment and breathe. I know that probably sounds crazy to actually hit pause when you probably need the income because obviously bills don't stop while you're laid off, but you need the income. You also might just be in a situation where you've never not had a job. But I recommend when you're laid off, the first thing you want to do is just take a break, feel the feels. You can be happy, sad, mad. Those are all regular emotions when you're laid off. And so just take a moment and breathe and figure things out. So once you felt all the emotions, you feel like you're ready to jump back out there, what I think is very important is to get intentional with yourself. Figure out what you want out of your next role. What do you want to learn? Where do you want to be? And the biggest question you should be asking yourself is the why. What is your reason for doing all of this? Because your why is going to lead you to what you really want to do and what you're passionate about. So always be asking yourself why. Why do you want to choose this career path? Why do you want to take this next role? Once you have all of that figured out and you understand what you want to focus on, because there's many parts of the tech industry, you need to figure out your why and where you want to go. So once you have that all out of the way, I would start looking at the companies that actually meet your requirements. Know what you want and don't you ever settle for less. So start looking at the companies that meet your requirements. So make a list of the companies you want to apply for. Also, what roles they have that match the criteria that you've already selected for yourself and start doing some research. Because remember, when you're applying for companies, you're not only making sure you're a fit for them, you need to make sure that they are a fit for you. So this is a bilateral relationship. So start doing some research, seeing if you have any connections that work at these companies. If you do, start asking for informational interviews. Get as much detail as possible because remember that you're applying for a job. You need to see if this job is a good fit for you. So do your due diligence. Do all of the research. Make sure that it's a fit for you. Now, once you have all that, I would start applying. So again, if you have a connection, make sure you get that referral. Referrals are golden. And as you've probably heard on the other podcasts, referrals are the best way to get your foot in the door. You can also put your best foot forward with a good resume. So if you haven't listened to my episode with Jermaine Murray, who is the job father, then listen to that now and I'll link it in the show notes. Want to make sure that you have your resume spruced up, ready to go, making sure that it looks flawless before you send that in. Once your resume is ready, start applying for jobs. Now, if you're looking for a new role, you might want to apply to one job at a time, but I recommend applying to any job that looks interesting to you, any job that you feel is a good fit for you, and again, meets the criteria that you've set out for you. 
So I would recommend applying to multiple jobs at one time. There's no need to wait. When you do that though, sometimes we forget what jobs we applied for, which is not a good thing. So one thing that I wanna recommend is keeping track of all of the jobs that you apply for in a spreadsheet. You can easily make a Google Sheet that has the job title, the company, the date you applied, how you applied. If you have any connections, they referred you in and the person's name that referred you in for reference. And then what step of the process you are within the interviewing process. This just keeps things organized. It helps you to keep detailed notes when you're applying for jobs because as the calls start rolling in, which I know calls will start rolling in for anyone listening to this podcast, you might have different roles, different jobs, different people might've referred you in. You need to keep track of that and have easy access to that information. So that's why I recommend keeping a spreadsheet of all of the details so that you can have one resource that you easily grab. Now, as these calls start coming in, we gotta talk about the infamous interviewing aspect of getting a new role. So that's where your personality really gets to shine. You get to meet the people on the team and the people who you're gonna interact with the most, hopefully. If those people are not part of the interview process, you definitely want to ask or request that you could speak to some individuals. That's really going to let you understand what the team is about, the personalities within the team. And it's important to make sure that your personalities mesh because as we all know, working takes a lot of hours of our life. And if we're gonna be working with these people, we wanna make sure that we have the right energy between both of us. Okay, so let me get back to the interviewing part. So as you're interviewing, make sure to give the highlight of all the work that you've done how you saved your previous organization money, how you've improved their processes and the way that your work has affected their business. Make sure to have that in a quantitative state. So any way that you can share numbers with the person that you're talking to, make sure to do that. As well as have some prime examples of how your previous roles and the experiences that you have are helpful for this new role. So keep that in mind when you're interviewing. So finally, you get a new role, yay! And when you get this new role, you have a brand new slate. So you have to figure out how to navigate those waters. So I wanna share some advice for you to conquer your first 30 days in a new role. What does that look like? How to make impact? Because a lot of times we don't talk about that. So for me, I start with one, make sure you have access to the tools and systems you'll be using for your role. Now, a lot of companies are either using Microsoft Teams or Slack, they're using Zoom, and you wanna make sure that you have an understanding of what tools the team uses because you need to communicate with your teammates, especially if you're remote. But you, you can't get your work done if you don't have access to the tools. So within the first week, you wanna make sure you have access to the right tools and start seeing the patterns of how they're using the tools so that you're an effective team member. Second thing that you wanna do within the first 30 days is handle all HR-related documents and access. Now, I know I talked about access before, but this access that I'm referring to is a little bit different. Within each company, there's often a way where you have to set up your direct deposit. There's other documentation, such as vaccination status, et cetera, that HR needs. Make sure you handle that within the first week because that can delay some of the 
other things such as getting your paycheck and we don't want that to happen. So make sure that you handle all HR requests immediately in order for you to not have any delays. Next thing, which is very, very important and you should already have been doing this right after the interview, meet with your manager. So your manager is gonna be your advocate. They're gonna be your support system in this new role. Meet with your manager, make sure that you all are on the same page Make sure that your manager shares with you the expectations that they have for you. Also, this is a big one, work schedule and timekeeping process. Every business has a different timekeeping process. Make sure you know that and you don't wait until Friday at four o'clock to ask the question of, where do I submit my timesheet? And then also speaking through a work schedule. Some people start right at eight o'clock. Other businesses start at 9 a.m. Make sure that you have alignment with your manager and your team so that they see that you're a team player and that you're ready to work. The most important part though is discussing your role, responsibilities, and expectations. A lot of times where you see things go awry, especially during performance review, is the manager had an expectation that was not discussed or not fully communicated to the personnel, which we don't want that to happen to you. So Discuss the role, responsibilities, and expectations for your manager. Ask questions. Never, never, never go without asking questions. You need to make sure that you're being set up for success. So when you're talking to your manager, make sure you get all the information that you can from them. Lastly, you also wanna touch on your assigned projects and deadlines because a lot of times companies expect you to hit the ground running when you start a new role and Yes, there's onboarding that you need to do, but there's also probably projects that they're expecting you to hop right into and start once you come in the door. So with that in mind, make sure to get all assigned projects and deadlines within that first week so that you can be set up for success and not have any surprises. Next step, once you've had that conversation with your manager, is the fun part, which is introducing yourself to other peers within your team, but also the cross-functional or cross-collaborative teams that you might work with. So I know a lot of people like to hang back and let people come to them. I kind of don't recommend that because just like you are starting new and trying to figure out things, there's individuals on your team who might be bogged down by work or maybe they're just shy too. So I always highly recommend being a little extroverted and introducing yourself to your teammates, peers, and colleagues. And what you could do with that is a simple email. Maybe you'd go up to their desk if you're in the office. Ask for a one-on-one and have coffee with your teammate. Whatever you feel comfortable doing, ensure that they know your name, your face, and what you're there to do. So to round out my what you should do in the first 30 days once you get a new role, last but never least, if your company has a 401k, Sign up for that immediately. You always want to invest in your future. One thing to always ask up front is if your company offers 401k matching. If they do, make sure you meet that amount so you qualify for the match. And this is another topic that you could cover with your manager. If you don't know how 401ks work and you don't have the network to give you some of that guidance, your manager should be the resource that can help you or HR but definitely, definitely always invest in your 401k. And you know, I'm gonna give you a bonus action. Once you get acclimated to the team, you have that conversation with your manager around expectations for your role. Another thing that you wanna do is set goals for yourself. You are the driver and creator of your career. 
and you know what your skill set is best used for and where you want to go next. So start setting some goals for yourself in regards to what you want to do. And I want to speak briefly on setting goals. So I know a lot of us are sometimes looking at holistic picture. What are we going to do for the whole year? What can I get started on, etc.? And each year, everybody sits there. We make these New Year's resolutions that we usually don't actually follow through on. And while that's great and we can laugh because, you know, a lot of times the goals that we choose in January, let's be real, those goals evolve because we evolve throughout the entire year. And so one recommendation I make is to set your goals in smaller chunks. So what I mean by that is if you start a new role, let's just say you started in September like myself. So in September, I made goals for September, October, November to get me on track with getting onboarded to the team, meeting the team, making sure that I'm having the teams run the right scrum ceremonies or agile ceremonies, making sure that I met with the right individuals from the cross-functional teams as well as on my own team. Those are smaller chunks that you can do within that three month period. And if I had looked at, okay, I'm going to go from September 2022 to September 2023, I have no idea what's going to happen in between that long time frame. So instead of trying to make these goals for a whole year, I think the best approach is to make goals from a smaller perspective. Start by making goals for the month. What can you do this month better than you did last month? After that, maybe start looking from a three-month period. What can I do in this quarter differently than I did in the last quarter? I don't think looking at goals from a yearly perspective is effective anymore. And I definitely recommend breaking down your goals a little bit smaller. And especially when you're starting a new job, start within the first 30 days. What can I do within the first 30 days so that I'm set up for success. And so that's my tips in regards to setting goals. Now, speaking of setting goals, I of course have some goals for myself specifically related to career and podcasting. I figured I would share some of those with you. So one thing that I set a goal for is public speaking. As you probably listen to the podcast and follow on social media, I did quite a bit of public speaking last year. And I want to continue that. And one way that you can help me is speaking my name in rooms where I am not. So if you see any speaking opportunities that are related to agile, being a woman in tech or career advice, please offer up my name into those spaces because I would greatly appreciate it. Furthermore, from a podcasting perspective, another thing that you all can help me with is sharing the podcast. So Share the podcast with your friends, family, anyone who could use some of this content. That would be really helpful. And another way you you can share is by, if you're listening to this episode on Apple Podcasts, leave a written review, or you can help the people find the podcast by going on Spotify and giving me five stars for the podcast. But most importantly, I also want to help you this year, and I want to help more individuals be successful in tech. So with that in mind, how can I help you? What stories do you need to hear on the podcast? How can I help you be more successful in your tech career? What do you feel is missing from the podcast or the community? I'd love to hear your opinion. So you could send a note at blacktechunplugged at gmail.com or you could leave a note on any of the social media pages or send me a DM. I would love to hear your opinions and your thoughts. So make sure to give some feedback if you can or if you have any. 
And I look forward to helping you in your career for 2023. Now we talked about some serious career advice and tips just based on my journey to a new role, but I wanna wrap up today's episode and have a little fun with my predictions for 2023 in regards to tech. So I'm gonna give you some of my thoughts on what I feel will be the big topics that will be covered in tech and making a big impact in 2023. So first one, chat GBT. If you haven't heard of it, you need to be checking this out right now. I think this is gonna be one of the biggest things that happens within the tech world. Microsoft has a huge stake in chat CBT and they are really pushing this product. A lot of people are already using it. So if you don't know what chat CBT is, make sure to study it. I'll put some links in the show notes so that you have the right resources, but it's basically an AI form that can help you with answering questions. It has automatic responses. It's going to make your company easier. Not only your company, but a lot of people are using this to write eBooks. A lot of people are using this to write manuals. It is definitely a game changer. Definitely be learning about this immediately. Speaking a little bit further about that, I think that AI as an overall perspective is gonna continue to be a big topic within the tech world. I mean, if we look back to, I think it was November, December, everybody was putting their pictures online from this AI art generator. I think that AI is not gonna be changing, it's just gonna be advancing even more. What's a little bit scary about that is we haven't fully vetted or challenged the biases that are within the AI community. And I think that having the AI algorithms that we have now, it could put a very scary bias on black women or black men. And I just wanna make sure that we're being accurately profiled when it comes to some of these AI algorithms. So definitely something to look out for, something that you wanna keep your eye and your pulse on. So I do see that AI is still gonna have a major effect on our tech world. And the last thing I really see taking off this year, which I'm intrigued to see which direction it actually goes, is robots. So I think last year or the year before they introduced us to these robotic dogs that they wanted some police departments to start using. And I believe that robots are actually going to take a lot of places. I saw an article recently where they want to use robots in the place of lawyers. I won't say I agree with the use of robots or not, but it's definitely something that people are looking to use. And the whole concept of like robot versus a human. I see there's some places or instances where robot uses would not be a bad idea. So I'm definitely intrigued to see that, but I just don't want to see it replacing jobs. For instance, I saw someone who was out to eat for dinner and a robot came to their table with their plate. Now, granted, the robot didn't take the plate and put it on the table for them. They had to grab the plates off of the robot But still, I feel like when you go out to eat, you want a server. You want someone who's going to have a little bit of a conversation with you and show personality. So I'm not sure how robots are going to take over, but definitely don't be surprised if you see robots serving you or maybe even checking you out at a grocery store in 2023. Anything is possible. And last but not least, I have to have an honorable mention have to mention cryptocurrency. We saw a lot of cryptocurrency bottom out at the end of 2022. 
which I know a lot of people are still recovering from. I'm sorry, sensitive subject, I know. And you're probably a little bit nervous about what's going to happen in 2023. I would say if you're still interested in cryptocurrency and you want to invest in crypto, that just exercise some caution because as we know, like I said, it bottomed out in 2023 after high hopes and all the different platforms that were coming out. And we had these high hopes of it replacing even the dollar. But with inflation and the Fed rates, I think that we just got to keep a watchful eye. I do recommend if you haven't invested in crypto yet, this is the perfect time to get your research together before putting your money into the crypto market because when things go back up, they're going to go back up really very, very quickly. And some of the cryptocurrent markets might be failing right now, but all I'm going to say is let's wait and see. We don't know what's going to happen yet in 2023, but I do think that cryptocurrency will have a comeback. So now is the perfect time to study all of that and get your coins together so that when things do change, you'll be ready. So yeah, that's it for me. Gave you some career updates, gave you some advice for how to navigate your career. I hope that all this information is helpful and look out for the next podcast, which will be out soon. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to Black Tech Unplugged. I'm Dina McKay, and you can find the show on all social media platforms under Black Tech Unplugged. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to this episode. And if you have a few extra minutes, make sure to leave a five-star review, too. It will help me out a lot and help other people find the podcast. Until next time.